Hello and welcome to Integral Teaching, presented by teachingintothefuture.com. My name is Diane Walters, and I've got a series of podcasts based on what I call the unfinished lesson, leaving room for the students. Let's get right to it. In The Courage to Teach, author Parker Palmer, who is a contemporary adult educator, builds on the theme of alive classrooms and teaching through a wakefulness by designing a subject-based model for teaching. He calls this model the community of truth. In the community of truth, as in real life, there are no pristine objects of knowledge and no ultimate authorities. He also emphasizes that teacher authority becomes inner authenticity when teaching from the teacher within ourselves. I think as teachers, we all know that. We all know the experience where we're not just reiterating subject matter from a text, but we're coming from the core of ourselves and the children know the difference between authenticity and something that really comes from the inner life, from our own enthusiasm for the subject, as opposed to rhetoric from whatever screen we're looking at, whether it be written text or online text. In the words of Parker Palmer, Deep speaks to deep, and when we have not sounded out our own depths, we cannot sound the depths of our students' lives. He believes that teachers and students share in the learning experience through participation. In Palmer's words, he says, the connection made by good teachers are held not in their methods but in their hearts, meaning heart in its ancient sense as the place where intellect and emotion and will converge in the human self. So what is a teacher but an awakener and a foundation layer, a seed sower, and an agent and a witness to the transformations going on within and all around us? The activity of teaching is really what I think about it. It's like being a midwife to the birth of consciousness in the students. It's being a midwife and birthing what is not quite there yet, what is emerging out of the future, while laying a strong foundation of rhythm that's born out of imagination. This kind of teaching calls for forging deep connections with our students. I believe that the necessity of empathy is part of being a good teacher. Rudolf Steiner carried the theme even further in his lectures on evolution as he points to the cultivation of empathy as an evolutionary deed for all humanity, which has its nucleus and current practices and development toward the realization of this ideal. What is that still point? What is that center that I talked about in my first podcast that really brings about coming from the inner core? Children deserve nothing less than our immediacy, than our presence of mind, of heart, and of all the activities that we generate for their own learning. Let's make them heart-based. Let's make them alive. Let's bring warmth and light, the two key practices, which I'll get into in another podcast and focus on that, working with the element of warmth and light. But finding that level of authenticity in ourselves for every subject that we teach. They have some experience of that subject already. And if we can pull out their connection with it, 
we can pull out their connection with that subject, whether it be geology, chemistry, phys ed, language arts, I mean, mathematics. There's a level of life experience that a seven or 10 or 17 year old might have in some way that connects to that subject. Children experience a very complex life today, far more than any other time in human history. What changes are we bringing into the field of education and learning that meet the complexity of all that the young child has to deal with? From stimuli coming at them on every level, media saturated, entertainment content, whether they're gaming or working just on a research project and being online all the time. But as well as just walk, you know, for, for city children being in a mall, just the, the level of stimuli that are bombarding the senses take us outside of ourselves. When we come from our inner still point of inner authenticity for any subject, children and youth trust us. They trust that we know what we're talking about. They trust in the fact that they can relax and in a way open up to the learning of something that they don't know yet. This is the single most important aspect of teaching children and youth. Establishing deep connections with our students is the essential first priority for further work. To engage in a kind of deep listening, to allow room for our students to participate more fully in their learning experience is essential. So I take them aside each one by one and ask them how they're doing on three levels how they're doing and how they experience their physical bodies, how they're feeling in phys ed, how they're feeling with the changes that are going on through their bodies at different points of time. Basically, how are they seated and how do they feel about it? They might have hurt themselves at one point, I ask about that. And then I move into their social emotional relationships. I ask them how it's going on the playground. Most importantly, I ask them what is it that I'm not seeing? What is it that I haven't noticed? Because there's always going to be something. I'm running a class of many children and I, there are many things I don't know and haven't seen. And so I'm asking them and they will tell me, well, actually I was left out of the volleyball game or I was bullied here or I'm going to a birthday party or uh, everyone went to the birthday party and I wasn't invited. These are the things that normally we don't get to find out, but the social emotional resilience and well-being of each and every one of our students depends on us asking them these questions so that they feel that they can trust us and that we've got them, we've got their backs. They can relax so that they're not so uptight and so that they can allow themselves to be held by an adult who cares about them. Then I ask them about their academic life. I ask them how they're doing and they will tell me I'm actually struggling with the four times tables if they're in the early grades or they, they know what they're struggling with. And then I can actually bring that into a level of assessment that I might not have known. I think the key point here is that we have often taken up teaching as though the children don't know themselves well enough to know what they don't know and to know themselves, to know what they already know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting that we come from a place of deep connection 
and honesty. And when we center on what we already know, what we feel connected to, and what we can learn from, and by listening deeply to our students, we're working with the power of community. We're working with the sense of ultimate trust that continues to this day. I've got students now who are over 40 and who are as young as 16. And the interesting thing is, is that they still reach out. I still get invited to some of their birthday parties, but most importantly, to the birth of their child letting me know that they are alive and well and they're reaching out. I don't have that with all of my students, but I certainly have been their maybe primary or secondary school teacher. But now I've become either, you know, in the place of extended family member or counselor or trusted guide and friend. Mark Nepo wrote an amazing book on the power of community called More Together Than Alone. And in it, he reminds us that our essential human need is our greatest capacity to create and to cultivate connections and draw strength from one another. He says, being alive is being part of the community of life. Remembering that we belong is an act of community. Acting out of this knowing is an act of compassion. We are all tied together in invisible places, the tearing of which diminishes us. The goal is not progress, but embodiment, not advancing knowledge, but increasing compassion. Our role as teachers is not to advance knowledge, but to increase compassion, is working with the idea of heart-centered education. We're preparing the children for the future. But any career analyst will tell you that we can't do that because the future is changing so often that we can no longer work with the over-industrialized model of education today, which is to prepare for a job. Those jobs are shifting. I think the COVID-19 pandemic has moved online learning and online teaching and shifted so much of what was offline into an online environment. We're all shifting and changing. So how do we teach to the future? We teach to the human. We teach to the inner core of what makes us human in all ways. And finding and embracing the community of truth and the still point of a core connection with our students is a sure key and a good beginning to an education that's worth the time we give it. Thank you for listening to Integral Teaching, presented by Teaching Into the Future, and I hope to see you again. If I piqued your interest, it would really help if you would rate my show either by a like or give me your personal rating. I'm just starting out here, and I've got a whole lot more for you. So stay tuned for my next podcast, Playful Active Minds.